Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So, I hope that you enjoyed your Halloween with the kitties. I actually had a quiet Halloween. My daughter decided to go trick-or-treating with her friends, so I was able to just sit outside my door and pass out candy to all the children in my costume so it was a fun quiet relaxing day and now i'm having a glass of wine yes on a tuesday i that's just the mood that i'm in right now okay it is what it is so i'm coming in with another relationship conversation and this message is for the ladies. And this is something that I had to learn. I had to learn to speak to my partner. And I'm going to break it down and go into details and you'll understand why. Right? So I told you guys that in the last couple of podcasts that I um that I did there's this person that I just happened to come across his page uh on social media on Facebook and when I say I love his messages I love his content and he brings so much um wisdom you know just some you know some details and of course you know he's he's writing this stuff out and you can't really elaborate so you just have to hit your points so i came i come across this stuff and it just resonates so much that i want to share these messages and this is why i encourage people to follow him on facebook and um this particular message is for the ladies, how to talk to your man, your partner, your spouse. And so let's go into it. You know what? Didn't I save it? thought I saved it because I wanted to make sure I wasn't looking all over the place for it because he like I said he posts so much stuff no I did this one <coughs> excuse me all right no that's not the one that I saved hold on one second This is why I have to put my phone on Do Not Disturb because messages will pop up every two minutes and it'll just throw me off.
Okay. Well, listen to Miss Alicia Keys in the background. And, um, wow, I go back. Okay, I think I'm close to it. Hold on. So, when I say I had to learn how to talk to my partner, I was never really in a relationship where I had to actually talk. And not just talk, but talk in a manner in which I didn't seem harsh or um, coming off hard. Understand, I am, I do have a really tough personality i am i i will admit that and then i'm caribbean so you know i'm caribbean uh, i'm harsh i can be but i'm not harsh it's just that i say what i need to say and i mean what i say and that's it uh so it can come off as harsh but it's from a space of love tough love sometimes and I had to learn how to talk, but not be harsh. And again, I'm Caribbean and I'm Taurus. <laughs> so that says it all right there, right? And remember, I, I had to be hard in my previous situations. So in this situation now, you know, I'm unlearning what I had to. And I'm, I'm still a work in progress. I'm still a little rough around the edges. I'm still from the hood. You know, I still have all of, you know, I go from zero to 100 real quick. I, I get all of that. But I had to take a step back and learn. Because I don't want him to talk to me harsh. I don't want him to talk to me in a tone that's offensive. And so we both had to, you know, he knows how to, he, like, he knows how to talk to me and be firm. And be gentle at the same time. And so today, this message is for the particularly the ladies. And as I was saying, the other day I was in Walmart. And this lady was, the way she was talking to her son, it kind of offended me. And I was just like, wow. And the husband was just standing there. The husband didn't say anything. He didn't react. He didn't really, um, he, he just like, he didn't want to get involved. You know, she just literally cursed at the son and the F, like she was really nasty. And it was, her tone was just aggressive. And it, and he just seemed so unfazed by it, to be honest with you. And I was shocked. I'm like, what? And my, my thought was, 
when he gets older and he starts interacting and dealing with girls or women, if that's his preference, um, his communication style is either going to be rough because it's like he doesn't have a voice or because his mother was so hard and aggressive uh, it kind of stifled him a little bit in a way because he the little boy just looked off like you know like not nervous but he just kind of looked off like oh let me cut it out before she you know slapped me upside my head or something you could like you could tell like she's that kind of woman or that kind of mother listen I don't I don't tell people how to raise their kids I don't I stay out, but it was just the fact that her tone and just the way she was so aggressive towards the boy and he really didn't do anything. You know, some kids are unruly. I get it. Trust me. I know. And sometimes you have to rough them up. But if there's something so little like it, just her tone and her demeanor was really off putting and. Those we don't realize that how we speak to each other that's like I said when I started dating my partner he would always say to me and my daughters like you have to be mindful how you speak to each other and like I said this is something that we all had to kind of learn and we're still learning but he sets the tone and he set the tone on how he wanted me to speak to him in a way where it's healthy but loving and not aggressive to the point where he feels like he can't speak to me so most women complain that their men don't want to talk or listen here are some things that could help the first one says watch your tone when upset or frustrated, your tone could easily become sharp, harsh, condescending, and full of coldness. A man doesn't like engaging anyone with such a tone. Approach him with peace and the issue will be resolved in peace. I just, mind you, I didn't even read this. Whole, I don't even know what this list entails, but I knew I wanted to speak on this just by the headline. And this is exactly what I was referring to. Sometimes we don't realize because in our frustration, we just come off harsh. And for me, I know I have a harsh, I can be harsh. And like I said, I will say something and I will say what I say. I will mean what I say and I will move on like with nothing. And I know that that can be off-putting because I never really had to explain myself to anybody. I never really had to talk to anybody. Even though I was dealing with people in the past, it was like, yeah, okay, and, and I will keep it moving. Like, I, I, I'm just not that chick. I don't like to argue. I'm not going back and forth. Um, if I have to get angry... You're not going to like it. So I try to refrain from that type of situation so that I don't have to get angry. Because I know my mouth and I know the power of words and the tone 
So whenever I was, you know, find myself getting, uh, like I said, we don't really argue. We don't really have major disagreements like that. But every now and then he'll say something to me to annoy me or piss me off. And, and I'll be in my feelings in a moment. And I'll say to him, listen, I'll, I'll walk away. And I say, listen, you know something? Let me calm down and, and I'll, you know, respond to you when I'm in a better space to do that. Because I don't want to say anything that may come out harsh. So I take a step back and I wait until I'm in the right space. Now, I don't I don't mean a whole week. Like I, I'm not going to ignore him for a whole week. I'm not going to wait. You know, I will probably wait a few hours or the next day, you know, we'll sit down quiet and we'll talk about it. There's no yelling. There's no screaming. There's no arguing. There's no name calling or anything like that. Because I want to be able to resolve the issue in a peaceful and respectful way. Just like I want him to be my peace. I understand that I have to be his peace as well. That's equal give and take and reciprocity. And that's what most people miss in relationships. It's about give and take. And not everybody has a sharp tongue. So if you know that you are the one with the sharp tongue, you have to be mindful of what you say and how you say it. The second thing on this list is timing. Straight after work is not the time for a deep talk. One is mentally and physically tired. Let him relax first. Put his feet up and approach the subject at a good time. Which is true. But that goes for me too. I'm, don't talk to me early in the morning because I'm not a morning person. Let me do what I need to do. And then once I'm sitting down, once I'm comfortable, once I decompress from whatever it is, then we can move forward. So I have to allow him. So you have to allow your partner that same grace. Like I said, when you go out in the world, you have to work. You're in traffic. You're dealing with people, the the boss or the supervisors. You know, it's always that one person at work that gives you that stresses you out or gives you a headache or annoys you or asks too many questions in the damn meetings. You know, it's always that one person. And then you got to worry about all the other things, the bills, the finances, the cars, you know, if the car, you know, all the stuff that life is throwing at you, right? You have all these things on your mind. When you come home, I always say that your home is supposed to be your sanctuary, your place of peace, your place where you can come and you can sit down and unwind and just simply relax. So you have to give him, your person, your partner, that space and time. If you can't, as soon as he walks in the door, you can't just start yelling and nagging. Understand. I could be mad, I could be annoyed, but I still serve, I still do what I need to do, I still kiss him on the forehead, kiss him on the head, because my like you, you have to know your partner, 
See, my partner is a thinker. He's always thinking. He's always in his head. So very early in the relationship, I realized that he's con- he's always, the wheels is always turning. So because I'm so nurturing and loving and caring, I tr- I'm not going to enable him because, yes, he's a man and he wants to figure things out on his own. But just a simple kiss on the head just to reaffirm him and reassure him that baby is going to be okay. Whatever it is that's heavy on your mind and your heart, pray on it. It's going to be okay. I may not like you in the moment. I may be mad at you in the moment. But I still love you. I'm still here. I'm still with you. I see you. It's those little things. Because just like women want affection, time, attention, and all of those things, men want those things too. And some men need it. They won't tell you. But they do need it. So when you know your partner, sometimes you got to pick and choose your battles. And pick and choose the right time to have that battle. I'll probably save that for another podcast, but you know, save that for another battle. You know, just some, some things, depending on what it is, you can let it go for the moment and wait till the right time. And usually when they come home, it's not a good time, right? The next thing on this list is watch your eyes. Men get repelled by condescending and mean eyes. I'm sure you would too. So I have to say, me personally, I wear my emotions on my face. I do. Like, I don't have to say a word. My facial expressions alone will tell you exactly what type of mood I'm in and what's coming your way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, this is why I, and I know this. When you see, when you know yourself, I know myself. So, thank God, I will honestly say that for me, my partner does not, thank God he hasn't gotten me to that point where I have to give him the death stare. However, um, they know when they're in trouble. They know when they are in trouble. And it makes them feel worse when you give them the look of death. And this is why they can't look you in the eye. This is why they low-key fear you. Because they know that they were wrong. And let's be honest. You know a lot of these men, they don't like being wrong. They don't like when they're being scolded with the eyes. I don't know if it's something that's triggering them from when they were little boys and their moms, you know, would give them that death look. But... You know, we tend to give them the death look like we give our children the look of death when they start acting up. And a lot of men can't handle it. They just can't. 
I don't know. I'm laughing, but it's true. They can't handle it. Men are very sensitive. They put on the front like they're not. But they are low-key, very sensitive. And because a lot of men don't have emotional intelligence. And a lot of men don't really know how to... They don't know where to place their, you know, their emotions and feelings. You know, then you'll see them get angry. Or you'll see them lash out. Or you'll see them react in a certain way. You got to be mindful not to give them the look of death. Because if he really loves you, and here's what I learned too, when they really love you, it tears them up when they know that they let you down. Understand something. When they love you, it really bothers them when they know they messed up. And they know they let you down. Because they don't ever want to put you in a position to view them as less than. That's something that I've also learned. Don't engage him when he is drunk. Well, let's just say. Let me sip my wine real quick. If your man is the type that gets intoxicated, don't bother yourself to talk serious issues. Wait till he is sober to have a meaningful talk. Okay, so on the flip side, let me speak from my experience. You know how they say drunk men tell no tales? Well, if you decide to engage in your partner when they are drunk, be prepared. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. Because they will tell you some harsh, cruel, gut-wrenching stuff when they are intoxicated. Because, you know, they got the liquid courage inside of them. And they may not be in their right mind. Or, like I said, the liquid courage got them feeling, you know, loose. And they feel that they can say whatever. And in that moment, they would say a lot of things that they have been holding in, holding on to. And even in those drunken moments, and you know that they're drunk, it's the fact that they said it. So if you pick that time to argue with them or to even try to have a deep, meaningful conversation... Trust me, it is not going to go in your favor. So please, just sleep in another room if you have to. Sleep on the couch if you have to. Whatever it is. To avoid them or having that conversation at that time. It is a waste. And you will get your feelings hurt. Trying to engage with a drunk man. Okay? Don't accuse him falsely. 
Some women do this. However, this is the easiest way to make him feel attacked and to break the delicate fabric of trust between you two. Before you jump into conclusions, ask him questions politely. Talk with facts. Don't interrogate. Politely ask. So. So. Let me just say. Let me just say. We all have a level of insecurities in our relationship. When you have a healthy relationship and everything is good, you know, that's, you know, that's okay. But every now and then you may have some questions. You may have some doubts. Some things might not sit well with you. Or it might you or you need a little clarification or you need a you need some understanding. And believe it or not, some men, because they don't know how to communicate, because they really don't know how to some men speak in riddles, some like it's it's a lot. You know, a lot of men have communication issues. Women do too. We put it this way, we all have some form of communication issues. But again, you know your partner. And you know, if you've been with them long enough, you know their traits, their behaviors. Well, you know as much as you can possibly know. Let me just clarify that, right? And don't accuse them because here's the thing. Here's what's going to happen. Sometimes you got to play Inspector Gadget. Right? You got to play private investigator. Sometimes you just got to, you know, keep your little tidbits to yourself. And then when you get the proof, you present it. I'm one of those kind of people. That's even if I present it. I'm one of those people where if I ask you a question, that's because nine times out of ten, I already have the answer. I'm just waiting to see if you're going to lie to me. And so this is why I save myself from a lot of arguments. Because I already know the truth. I already have the facts and I already have the proof. So it's no reason to accuse because I already know the truth. And in that, you have to make a decision, right? If you have proof, you either will make a decision to stay or you leave. There's no in between. So if you choose to stay and you present the facts, you present the facts and there's more lies, there's more secrets, there's other things, then by all means, you do what you have to do because that's a whole nother road you're going down. But if you know genuinely that your partner is, you know, you have a good partner and Certain things you just, like I said, until you find proof. If it's good, let it stay good. If it's bad, then you, you, you know, you figure out what you need to do. I always say, have your exit strategy, a plan B, have something in place in case you got to do a one, two step. Because when you start to accuse, you know, that brings up so much issues in your relationship with the insecurity and the trust and, um, 
doubt and just fear and anxiety and it's just overwhelming it because it, it can become very overwhelming when you start to make accusations and then if you keep continuous continuing continuously falsely accusing your partner then why are you with that person because it's clear it and you don't trust them it's clear that there's something going on and here's the thing Usually when people accuse people of things that they're not doing, that is because they're doing them themselves. Right? So if you're constantly accusing your partner of cheating, most likely you're cheating or you're considering cheating. And that's a fact. Don't cause a scene. A man loses respect for a woman who causes a scene in public or in front of family and friends. <sighs> you know, nobody wants to have that woman who's the drama queen. Everywhere you go, it's an argument. You know, there's it, it shows that there's no respect. Not everything that you go through is meant for everybody to know. Oh, yeah, there's some situations where you might, you know, cuss them out real quick or whatever. Or you might pull them to the side or whatever. But a man always wants to still feel like a man. I say, as long as he's not disrespecting you and calling you out your name or saying crazy stuff. You know, you know what? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off with you right now. And when we get in that car, I'm going to let you have it. Or when we get home, I'm going to let you have it. simple because they already know by your facial expressions that they that they're in trouble they know by your body language that there is it's going to be problems for the rest of the night they know they feel it they can sense it they know a lot of men can't handle uh, listen to me men are so sensitive they can't excuse me they can't handle put it this way a decent man a respectable man because there's some men out there that's worse than women they like drama they like confrontation they like chaos they like confronting they like all of this you know they like to put on a show for people some men like that those are those men that you got to stay away from because one thing about me i can't stand no gossipy man no drama queen no no men who like to argue and cause scenes and just be loud and obnoxious and rude and I can't stand that. I need a composed, humble man. Somebody who's gonna be like, we're gonna handle this when we get home. Cool. All right. Cause I know me. Once my mouth starts, it's a wrap. And anybody could get it. So, we have to be mindful. You know, sometimes we just have to pay attention to our environment and just not cause a scene. The next one says, soothe him. If you want to introduce a topic that has been bothering you, hold on to it. Prepare him his favorite meal. 
do things that make him feel good while he well this is what <laughs> well i i had touched upon this a few minutes ago and this is what i mean um you could get what you want you just have to know how to work it to get it right so if you want to if you want to introduce a topic that has been bothering you hold on to it prepare him his favorite meal do things that make him feel good while he is in a good mood lovingly introduce the issue for discussion and when I tell you I have mastered the art of that because like I said I'll still cook I'll still do all of that I'll still kiss I'll still okay hey babe here's you here you go you, you thirsty you want something to drink you want because you know I, I know all his favorite little stuff I hook him right on up once he get comfortable on that couch and he turn on the tv and he ready to watch his movie oh babe let me ask you oh babe what you think about this or oh, what I, I listen i work it when i tell you the feminine energy is on a thousand i work it and when i tell you it once i approach him in that way he can't help but okay babe no work I, all right no problem problem solved we both get what we want he gets his peace and i get whatever i want no argument and then you know you know the other stuff comes along with it but everything don't have to be an argument everything don't have to be a fight you gotta learn to pick and choose your battles and understand the feminine energy that you possess when you understand how to use your feminine energy, trust me, you will get whatever it is that you want. Also, on the flip side of that, your partner has to also provide a space for you to operate in your feminine energy. Because there's not a lot of men that can allow a woman to just operate in her femininity. So if you have a partner. That you can be feminine. You know like that kitten. You you know what I'm trying. You know what I'm trying to say. Be in control of your emotions. If the issue is heavy. Be prepared for a conversation that will be heavy on your heart. But remain calm and collected. Being frantic and delirious may not, will not aid your cause. And this is the emotional intelligence. We all have emotions. And sometimes, believe it or not, as rough as I am, I can be very sensitive to certain things. And so now that I'm in this feminine energy, I cry like I'm such a baby, <laughs> such a big baby. And whenever he says something that kind of ruffles me in a way, you know, I'll go to him. I'll hold his hand. I'll, I'll you know, I'll put, you know, I nestle. I, I have a little technique that I, I work well on him. But, you know, I, I get in a space where I can just 
control my emotions so I'm not yelling or upset or frantic or just in a way where he now is frantic and he's upset and he's anxious and he's overwhelmed because not only does he try to have to figure out, you know, his emotions and figure out what the hell I'm trying to say, but now he's trying to calm me down. You see, a lot of the times we project our emotions onto our partners and expect our partners to regulate our emotions. And that's not fair. It's not fair. No insults. And I said this. Watch your tongue. Keep calm. Insulting him or parading his weaknesses and past mistakes will complicate things. You need him to know you are on the same team. Again, men are very sensitive. And you have to be mindful of your words. You know, like, they know they messed up. They know. And by you calling them out or you, like, if he's a masculine, if he's a masculine man and he's aware of who he is and his role that he plays in your life and in the household, insulting him is not going to work. Because it would make him defensive. It would make him hard. It will make him withdrawn. And he's not going to want to be around you. Because at the end of the day, who wants to be insulted? No one really wants to be insulted, especially by their partner. Understand y'all are on the same team. That's it. Y'all on the same team. We're all going to make mistakes, but you should be able to speak to each other in a way where it's not insulting. Putting each other down, trying to break somebody's self-esteem, trying to make them feel weak and less than. That's not cool. And that goes both ways. It's not cool. I, that's a no-no. Don't introduce other people's opinion. Whew, this used to set me off, right? I'm going to break it down and tell you why. Don't tell him things like, even my mom thinks you should. My friend Tom, who is a man, thinks we should. Oh, look, they got my name here. Lisa says her husband, don't show him you talk about your personal issues with outsiders. Don't show him you value other people's opinion more than his. Don't show him your motivation is based on comparing you to with other couples. Let me break this down. So number one, keep people out your business. I already said that. Keep people out your damn business because people will tell you all the wrong things and listen, will sabotage your relationship and have you out in the street single. Okay? Number two, stop comparing your relationship to other people's relationships because let me tell you something you do not know what is going on behind closed doors you don't know people are only going to let you know what they want you to know 
They're only going to allow you to see what they want you to see. Trust me, I lived that life for a long time. And when I tell you, get outside, miserable, angry, mad, but still trying to smile. That shit was crazy. Okay? Crazy. And here's the thing. I And I don't like to compare. But, you know, the past person that I was with... He would always say dumb stuff like, oh, I talked to so-and-so and and so-and-so said. And I'm like, who is this person? I don't even know this person. How dare you speak? How dare you speak on me to people who I don't even know? And here I am talking to you. And again, you don't value my opinions. I can't even speak to you. I can't tell you nothing, but you have the audacity to go and speak to people who I don't even know, who know nothing about me. And nine times out of 10, whatever you told them is a lie. Do you see how that works? So now it's like, wait a minute, you could sit and communicate and talk to somebody else about the issues that we're having, but you can't even sit and talk to me. You can't communicate with me and I'm supposed to be your partner. So what's the purpose? What am I here for? What am I here for? Now, it's a difference if we go together to sit down and talk to maybe another couple who have been through some similar situation. You know, like you go to a couple's group or you go and you sit down and you speak. Not going to say if we go together, but you come into me with some random opinions from people who I don't know nothing about and don't know the situation. Because, you know, there's always more than one side to the story. So now your person, your partner is going to feel slighted. Because now you're out telling people about this person. And now they have a distorted perception or, or view about this person that may not necessarily be true. Not that it matters. Not that it's any of their business. But that clearly shows that. If you have to run and seek the opinions of other people's for your relationship, you don't have no business in a relationship. You have no business in a relationship. Because other people's opinions should not matter. Because they should not know your person better than you. You are there with that person all the time. You're in the trenches with this person. You should know, excuse me, you should know that person better than anyone else and vice versa. Period. If it's that bad, go to counseling. Go to a neutral party. But keep people out of your business. Boost his ego a tad bit. Appreciate him more than you criticize him. If you want a man to grow in doing good, praise him for the good he does, big and small. When you make him feel like a hero each time he pleases you, he will love pleasing you and will listen more. Amen. Amen. Let me let me explain. I always say thank you. I always tell him how much I appreciate him. I always tell him how, you know, the little things. Just and and so because he do so many little things, I appreciate everything that he does 
And I make sure I reaffirm him and I validate him and let him know that I see him. I see his hard work. I see what he does for me, for the home, for the family. I see every little thing. And I let him know that I see him. Because a lot of the times when you do things and you just keep doing things and people don't let you know that they see you. They don't reaffirm you. They don't reassure you. They don't let you know how you're the real MVP, the most valuable player on the team. Like you need, sometimes you need to hear this. It takes nothing to be positive. It takes nothing to show love, to show gratitude. It shows nothing. It's nothing to say, hey, babe, I see you. Give him a little wink. Pat him on his little butt. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Let him know you see him. And trust me, he is going to make sure he goes above and beyond for you every time. And I'm speaking from personal experience. Don't talk at him. Talk with him. Give him time to speak. Don't run your mouth. It should be a two-way conversation, not an order. I'm telling you, that man in Walmart, that man looked like he was so disconnected. He was just standing there like, like she looked like she run everything. She looked like she was run run him, the son, everything. And that's sad that some men, some men need women to run everything. Maybe somewhere along the line, that's what, you know, he he dealt with. You know, maybe you saw his mother. I, I don't know. The women in his family probably were very strong and dominant women in his life. But the way that lady spoke, it was like, well, damn. And she was a little thing. She wasn't, I'm 5'2". And she looked like she was smaller than me. She looked like she was about four nine five, maybe four nine five feet. She was a tiny thing. But her voice was just so aggressive. And I was like, oh, damn. And he was a big guy. So I was like, well, what the hell goes on in their house? You know, sometimes you got to learn how to speak to them and not at them. Speak to them and not at them. We're their partners, not their mothers. A lot of men, their mothers used to talk at them. And they never validated them or respected them. As men. And they always treated them like a little boy. This is one of the main reasons why a lot lot of them are so sensitive. Talk after making love. You can choose to talk about the issue after making love. That's when they're weak. (laughs) Listen to me. That's when they are the weakest. After they've expended all that energy and they have released their stress, their tension, their build up, all of that. That's when you have that pillow talk. That's when you you know just what to say. You know what to ask for. You know. 
talk intimately and peacefully about the issue. He is so receptive to all you have to say at that time. Yeah, because he's on cloud nine. That's when you talk. You embrace. You cuddle. You know, you rub his back. You rub his neck. You rub his head. You, you know, you play footsies. That feminine energy. When you exude that feminine energy, they can't resist. Take him on a date. Or you can take him to a place outside home where he'll be more conscious of his demeanor in public. An outside setting also breaks the monotony of home. Talk about the issue over a date. I love date nights. I take my partner out for dates all the time. I'll say, hey, babe, you know what? Let's Come on, let's go outside and get some air. Where we going? I don't know. Let's go. We go on random sporadic date nights. And that's when, you know, we'll sit and it's just him and I, no distractions. I'll ask questions. We'll talk about certain things. You know, we'll just have a, a good time, just alone time, quiet time to get out the house. I love being home. Don't get me wrong. I love being home. But every now and then you got to, you know, you still got a date. And it's a more relaxing setting. It's that, you know, the, the tone is different. You know, the atmosphere might be right. Either some nice music, some nice food, the ambiance, whatever it is. It puts you in a space where you're more relaxed. And you're more receptive to having a conversation. Because technically, y'all really can't just get up and go in the other room. Or go in the bathroom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gotta just sit there and be in the moment. So you need that sometimes. Don't make him feel uneasy. Men get unsettled by the words we need to talk. Ease off the pressure by not putting him on the hot seat. As soon as you say, I need to talk to you, and it's your tone. It's your tone. They get, now they're like, they, they're already thinking, they're plotting, they're, they're coming up with excuses, they're trying to figure out what to say, what not to say, what you're mad about. Like, you you you, you can see they start to sweat. Because they know some shit is about to go down. They just don't know what. But they know it's about to go down. Especially when they hear your tone. Don't push him. Don't pressure him to conclude the issue. If he needs time to think through what you have talked about with him, give him time. Sometimes a man needs to arrange his thoughts in his me time. You have had ample time to think about the issue probably more than him. And that is true. As a woman, you know, we are playing. We have a whole conversation with ourselves and our minds. We know exactly what we're going to say, how we're going to say it, when we're going to say it. We already, we, we got the whole scenario planned out. From the time we say, okay, and we start, we go in, we go in that, we get in that mode. And if you unleash all of that on him without him having time to process everything that you're saying, it can be overwhelming. I don't like when people throw stuff at me. 
especially if I want to, you know, okay, let me think about it. Sometimes you need to just take a step back and think about it and approach the situation from a logical standpoint. Not everything can be answered in a split second because you ever make a, a split second decision and then you go back and be like, damn, you know what? I should have thought about it. Or you know what? And then now you have 50 other things that you could, you could have done or should have done. And now you're in a space of regret. You know, just give people space to process what it is that they're feeling, how they feel about it. Maybe they could come up with a better solution or, or you know, a, a, a better conclusion to resolve whatever the issue is. Everybody ain't quick with it. And that's why I said sometimes you got to watch that tongue because, you know, every, listen, it happens. And the last thing on this list says be flexible. Perhaps after your talk, he might not see things your way or the outcome may not be as you anticipated. Don't have a fixed mind. You two have to come to a joint agreement. Sometimes also you need to exercise patience. That is that compromise. You're not always going to have everything your way. And everything should not be set in stone. Sometimes you need a little wiggle room to compromise and say, you know something, babe? Okay, I'm willing to do this or I'm willing to meet you halfway or this works for me. That doesn't work for me. Sometimes all it takes is a little bit of adjustment, flexibility. The worst thing you could do is be in a relationship with somebody who is inflexible because it becomes unbearable. It's intolerable because everything has to be their way. It's like their way or no way. Their way or the highway. There's no space or room for compromise. And in relationships, you're not always going to have everything you want. You're not going to get what you want. And you have to know and pick and choose your battles and say, okay, this is, I could, I could tolerate this. Or I could let go this to get that. Or I could compromise this for now, you know, in the moment for a future outcome. That's all. And these are things that you have to put into practice. But you have to be in a space to have healthy conversations and communications with your partner. Your person. A lot of men are sensitive. And because they don't know how to communicate, it's hard for them. It's hard. So I advise all the women, learn your partner. Study your partner. Do some research. Go Look up their astrological signs. See what their patterns are, especially how they were raised and things like that. If this is your person and you're in it and you're there and it's, it's you know, you're not going anywhere. And this is, you got to figure out a way how to make it work. Just like you want him to be your peace, you have to be his peace. Simple. Simple. Be the person that he can tell everything to. And that he can trust you with his heart. Trust you with his love. Trust you with his vulnerability.
With that being said, wishing you nothing but love and light. Ladies, I hope you learned something today. Stay blessed.